0: Hey, this is Trevor. Sorry I can't come to the phone right now, but if you leave me a message, I'll get back to you as soon as I can.
1: Trevor Becks. <laughs> you probably nervous as fuck, man. Your are Seattle Seahawks, choking and not getting it done, and Sunday, the final nail in the coffin is going to happen, and it's going to be courtesy of who? Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. And don't you do it, Bexy. When you call me back, don't you fucking do it. Don't bring up. The Vancouver Canucks and their win-loss. Yes, their win-loss yesterday. Okay, can we talk about something else? Life, baby. Life. Our girls, our ladies. The woman in our lives. I need some advice. Hey, Begsy, call me back.
0: Good morning.
1: Trevor Bags, my brother. It's Friday. I'm talking to, once again, my brother. Gotta ask you, how's it going?
0: Yeah, you know what? I'm doing pretty good today. Happy Friday to you, man. And uh, I think I'd be doing better. I think all of Canada was uh, really stoked last night to see Dylan Gunther uh, score the OT winner. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. The saddest part of Canada was Vancouver. Because, Damn. again, it was Dylan Gunther scoring the OT winner, and he should have been a Canuck.
1: Yeah. But don't worry. we got OEL and Connor Garland. It's uh, Yeah, it's going to go down as the worst trade. Or one of the worst trades. I'm going to say top three worst trades based on circumstances and how much— it put this team in a continuous hole, it's going to be one of the worst trades in franchise history.
0: Yeah, I remember after Betting got uh, fired, I wrote an article for Daily Hive just ranking his trades, like all the big ones. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have that one as the worst trade, but it could definitely be the worst trade if Dylan Gunther hits on his potential. Because not only did we lose out on Dylan Gunther, but uh, we're saddled with OEL salary. And even right now, Dylan Gunther is outscoring Connor Garland at the NHL level. I mean, not in terms of points, but just in terms of his scoring rate. So not only do we have OEL and his albatross of a contract, but Dylan Gunther is arguably already a better player than Connor Garland.
1: Oh my God. You know, we're going to keep repeating ourselves, but hey, 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 hey. The fact that Jim Benning was allowed to make a trade to that degree at that time in his tenure based on the level of success he had is fucking ludicrous. And Aquilini... Aquilini should be fined for that, for real. Like the city of Vancouver, the government should fuck him up for that, for real. Somehow, some way. And, you know, people look at it as a whole, as a whole, and they talk about, again, the Gunter thing and he's, you know, scoring more goals at this rate, more than Connor Garland, blah blah blah. Look at OEL's contract. Look at how Arizona was able to offload all the three contracts that we gave them just in one year, blah, blah, blah. It's it's another thing to think about this as well, and I know, I know everything's happening for a reason for the Canucks. Like even, even if they would consider doing it, signing Horvat, it's really hard for them to do so. But it would be a lot easier if they didn't have OEL and Connor Garland, because if you think about it, those two are ultimately going to replace, or are a big part of why we can't also sign Bo Horvat too. Now again, I'll say. Should we sign Bo Horvat, even if we had the money based on success and based on what's happening in that locker room and again success? Possibly not. Like a change is really fucking needed and Horvat happens to be a big piece that we can use to implement that change. But it, it just makes me think that again, we're gonna lose Bo Horvat, one of the best goal scorers in the NHL because of OEL and Connor Garland.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting way of looking at it. I mean, I think a lot of people are saying we're gonna lose Bo Horvat because of J T, which is yeah. which is also true. Um, But, yeah, that's definitely another way of looking at it. I mean, there's so many reasons you could look at with all the bad decisions the Canucks have made, all these guys making all this money – and underperforming, and Garland, Oel, Myers, Pearson—you know—they're all up there, right? And throw JT Miller, even Brock Bassett into that equation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think you know there's so much negativity surrounding the Canucks right now, and you know we watched Bedard light up the World Juniors, Vancouver's own Connor Bedard light up the World Juniors, and I think we we're all ready to you know start embracing the tank. Like this team is stuck in the mushy middle. Um, they have a better shot at you know getting Bedard than they do of going on a magical Stanley Cup run. Um, and then what did they do last night? They go out and fucking beat the defending Stanley Cup champions. This is the most confusing team in the NHL right now. I'm telling mm. you, because they can win on any given night based on their goal scoring, but they're just a bad team. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I, l- last night, you know, abs are up to nothing in the second period. And I'm like, yeah, this, this game, this game's over. Connector, come on. Let's let's embrace the tank. Colin Thilly is in net. You know, the third stringer. And yeah, of course they uh, they go and score three goals in two and a half minutes and win that game. So uh, I, I'm I'm thoroughly confused by the Canucks right now. I, I don't know what uh, how you're feeling right now. What's what's your vibe in terms of the Vancouver Canucks?
1: No, it's, it's just pointless. That's my vibe with the Vancouver Canucks. It's it's fucking pointless. You can't you can't feel good about wins. That's weird. That's weird, but also right because. This team needs a lot of help, and they need help at the top of the draft because what else is going to help them when they're that handcuffed? For real. For real. So having a top pick would just accelerate things, not only in the trajectory for, of this organization, but also in my life. Okay? In my life. I, I want to escape, and I've said this for years and years and years, and we all do, and the city wants to do it as well. We want to escape with the Vancouver Canucks, but watching it at a whole is just, again, pointless and I got to say I got to bring up this guy too because of OEL and Garland and I know it's not right to say this because who knows what would happen if those two moves didn't happen blah 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 but fast forward 12 months later I'm not saying the two are connected because but again who knows we do get Kuzmenko and he signs a one-year deal and he's he's a great hockey player but again because of those two Kuzmenko's is not going to be around He's not going to be a Vancouver Canuck next season. I don't see how they get it done because he deserves to get paid a lot. I know it's only been one year, and he's played a lot with PD, but he's a good hockey player, and he puts up points. He's going to get paid a lot, and he's not going to get paid in Vancouver. So that's another player you're going to lose.
0: Yeah, I'll fire back on that a bit. I do think that, you know, based on what we've seen from this management group, they don't really have an appetite to tear it down and and tank for a draft pick, although that's what they should do. So I, I think if they were really trying to do that, they would peddle both Horvat and Kuzmenko for assets. Yeah. Uh, I would I would go – I'm going to go on the record and say I'd be shocked if both Horvat and Kuzmenko are both gone by the start of next season. I think the Canucks are keeping one of them. And between the two, I think the Canucks are going to keep Kuzmenko because, again, that was a fine by this management group. Um, I think, you know, the fit with PD is pretty obvious. Yeah. But he also has skill on his own. Like, like you said, he's a great hockey player. Yeah. Um, so my guess is that they trade Horvat and keep Kuzmenko. Um, but I, uh, whichever player stays in Vancouver, I, st- I would just be shocked if both are gone by the start of next season.
1: You, you brought up the whole Kuzmenko thing, and I think I heard uh, Sat talk about this multiple times on his show with Riccio. You need that one-two punch. You need that one-two punch. And I think there was glimpses of pd and besser having it pd and miller having it and i still think they can rekindle that but you definitely have it you can see it you can just see it you definitely have it with kuzmenko and pd it's it definitely has the potential to be a dynamic one-two punch and we're already we're actually already seeing that this year just based on output and points for. so yeah just uh just a weird year, a Weird year. speaking about weird years the Packers, the Seahawks, the Lions, it all comes down to the last week of the NFL season. I know you're super nervous. I know I'm super nervous. Who knows what's going to happen, but huh, I do. And I think the Green Bay Packers are definitely making the playoffs and it's it's interesting because the Seattle Seahawks got off to such a hot start and it's isn't it sad to just think about the fact that all they needed was one more win to make things a little bit easier, a little bit easier, but they couldn't get it done and they're going to quote-unquote choke themselves out of a playoff spot. Uh, yeah, that's that's sad. That's sad, Bexy.
0: Yeah, the Seahawks have a few losses that come to mind <laughs> for sure. I mean, I think they won 0-4 against the NFC South, which is the worst division in football. So, again, losses to the Saints, Panthers, Falcons, and Bucs. Um, yeah, you could not win one of those games. Come on. And then also that OT loss to the Raiders is another one that's Ooh. really going sting as well.
1: Oh, see, that's uh, what I'm saying, bro. If you yeah, just there's, got some, that,
0: there's you, some pretty bad losses by the Seahawks this year. Dude, that's
1: something. Yo, can I tell you something that's super, super, not alarming, but fascinating? My dad has been to three Oakland, uh, sorry, Las Vegas Raiders games in the last year and a half. And all three games went to overtime. Isn't that something? Wow. He went to vegas baltimore i think that was in the beginning of last season then he went to vegas seattle and then he went to vegas san francisco last week in vegas
0: no way
1: so think about that and he's (laughs) and i think he's two and one in those overtime games so that's uh that's something else that's i don't that's just doesn't make any sense like what are the chances of that i I feel like the chances are one in ten thousand literally
0: Yeah, I mean, at least your dad's getting some bang for his buck, which is uh, more than I can say about the uh, fans at Lambeau Field for this upcoming Sunday. Because I'm telling you right now, the Lions are going to win this game, and I'll tell you why. I think Rodgers has been – I think he's extremely overrated right now. He's got four touchdowns since Week 13. I know you've seen it. He is just not playing anywhere near the level that he's been at in previous seasons. Um, And the key to this game, I think for Green Bay to win – they would have to heavily rely on Aaron Jones, which is something they have not done the entire season. Um, and Green Bay's defense is playing really well right now. They're going to have to force some turnovers to win this game. Goff has also not thrown an interception in eight weeks and is playing some of the best football of his career as well. Mm-hmm. So, And I think I think momentum, both teams have momentum right now, but mm. I'm, I'm feeling the Lions right now, man. I'm mm. feeling the Lions. So we'll, mm. we'll see how it goes. We got this, man.
1: We got this. Jared Goff is not going into Lambeau and eliminating the Green Bay Packers, and he's been one of the best quarterbacks in football over the last eight weeks. I know that. I know that. But they played a couple high-scoring home games, and they're not scoring a lot of points on the road. So it's not going to happen on a cold night at Lambeau Field with a lot on the line. It's going to be the last game at Lambeau this season, and I think the Packers are going to do what they got to do to make sure their people still have something to watch on TV for weeks to come. And uh, again we're the prime time packers this has just been a fucking absurd year i've been all over the place i've never had such a dysfunctional relationship with anything anything in my life maybe maybe my first girlfriend okay never mind but hey <laughs> i'm just saying this is this is just crazy and to see our team at week 17 be in a spot like this is like what the fuck is going on Is, is it week 18 or week 17 week 18 right that's week 18, yeah. it's just it's just fucked up but at the end of the end of it, I have so much hope. I have so much hope. I'm I feel as if the pressure's off here. And this is this is already playoff time. This is a playoff game on Sunday, pretty much. And I do believe that this team is destined. Like, look at all the things that had to happen for them to get here. They had to get four wins. They played some good teams and then everyone below them had to choke and lose games. You just brought up the Raiders versus Seahawks in Seattle. Like that's like you know what I'm saying? All these things have to happen and boom. This is happening where Rodgers is not even playing that well, but their special teams and their defense are scoring points and it's dude, it's playoff football already and you do not want to play the Green Bay Packers if they make the playoffs. Especially let's say let's say let's say Sunday happens and Rodgers is back to his MVP form prior to the start of the playoffs. It's gonna be one of the scariest teams in football, but they're also gonna have to play one of the scariest teams in football right away most likely in the San Francisco 49ers. So it's not going to be easy, but this team def- definitely has some destiny <sighs> being written about them right now. I think so. Hey, Begsy, Begsy, okay, it's Friday. You got to go back to work. There's so many other things I want to talk about because, fuck, my mind's been all over the place. I've been all over the place. Next week, let's talk Let's talk about life, man. Let's talk about life.
0: All right, buddy, sounds good. If uh, if you want to link up for the Lions win on Sunday, let me know, do, otherwise I'll uh, talk to you Monday.
1: I do, I do actually want to link up. On Sunday, I got a homie, my f- friend Aiden, who's a big Packers fan. Like, I know he'd be welcome to have you over, too, even though you're fucking the enemy. But it's a good place to watch football. So,
0: <laughs> if you actually want to chill
1: on Sunday, let me know.
0: All right, buddy. Give me a shout. Let me know. Okay, peace, bro. All right, peace.